Sonia's Danger. And with me, as always, are the sweetest dang co-hosts a girl could ask for, Sean Dunham and Jeremy Legui. Hey. Hi, boys. Well, the show is called Spoiler Alert, so without further ado, Nicole Kidman and her kids were the ghosts. Whoa. The whole time. <gasps> I know. I didn't know. On today's episode, we're getting in touch with our sensitive sides and talking about the movies that make us cry. Your Titanics, your Terms of Endearments. As a true blue movie crier, I'm really interested to hear what y'all have to say on the subject. And I just want to say at the outset, it's okay for men to cry. We aren't here to play men being openly emotional for jokes. And I just want to say that uh, as the only person in this room who is condoned by society to cry. Uh, okay, so with that out of the way, gentlemen, <laughs> tell me about a movie that makes me that makes you cry like no other. Okay, I can lead off if you want. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought for a long time that crying while watching a film was a myth, that like you couldn't be affected by things like that. Mm -hmm. Until uh, I was about 12 years old, the year was 1998, uh, and a little film called Stepmom stepped into my life, um, starring Queen of Tearjerkers, Julia Roberts, (laughs) and Susan Sarandon. Uh, the plot is Susan Sarandon and Ed Harris are divorced, and Ed Harris is now dating a sexy younger woman, um, Julia Roberts, and she is like a hot shot photographer. She, well, this is Julia's thing is, it was like in my best friend's wedding when she was 28, and she was a, like, city-renowned food critic. Yeah. <laughs> in this, she is also city-renowned, uh, advertising photographer, and her shoots are disgusting. They're like, <laughs> like she, her first shoot, she walks in, there's like six models, um, and they're doing the whole like, you're late, like we only have the the models for another like five minutes. And then she sees the craft service, like a little small craft services man feeding them. And she gets like that spark of like inspiration and just like takes three photos and it's like, we got the shot. <laughs> and is that what made you cry? No, that's not what made me cry. That made me roll my eyes I out of my head. all that movie is about. Yeah, just her is. being late to every photo. There's shoot. like four instances where she's always like, takes three photos and is like, I got the shot. And her boss is like, Julia, no. <laughs> I don't know what her real name is. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she is the new ma. She's the new stepmom. The kids hate her. Susan Sarandon is a great mom. Yeah. Um, until she gets a little thing called cancer. What? That happens. And then... It's devastating. Yeah. And so she tries, She gets uses the power of Ain't No Mountain High Enough to help her kids <laughs> accept it. They... <laughs> <laughs> are very heavy-handed with that song in that movie, and um, and then it ends with a real, a real rough time where they are just like discussing with each other like the impact of um, two moms on their kid, and um, Susan just like has a Christmas moment where she talks to each of her children in turn and is like, "I won't see you next year," <laughs> and it's so brutal, sad, and I just rewatched it. Yes, or like a couple of days ago, and it was did still you, so brutal sad. Did you cry? Of course. Yeah. Even though I was obviously laughing my self silly most of it, but then at the very end, I was like, oh, God, you still got it, Susan. <laughs> did you uh, ever lose it? No. Did she, she never lost it. And she never will. No. Susan, it, she's got it, and she's not losing it anytime soon. There we go. Jeremy, we had a little convo pre show. Yeah. About how you haven't cried very often at movies. There's not, the list is not long. There's, so tell there's, us. There's, there's a list here. Tell us at least one. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you the whole list. I'm okay, going to go great. through the whole thing. So, I am, I am not 100% certain 
on some of these. I have to. I some inferences are being made. Uh-huh. I am pretty sure, as a four-year-old boy, I could not do the Fox and the Hound. No. And I still have sort of bad feelings when that movie comes up. Yeah. And I I kind of try to avoid it, even though I know it's really good, just because oh. I know it'll bum me out. Like I won't cry, but it'll definitely. I remember what happens in detail. And according to my mom, any movie where the dog dies, yep. probably mm. age five or less, I would just lose it. I would totally just mad cry, and it was sad. So that's, oh. without question, that's, that's okay, older Jeremy, so this is high school, I've brought this up on the show before, yeah. running with scissors, I didn't actually cry, I'm not, I'm not gonna, but it put me into a month-long bum out, for a sure. Month? Yeah, no, I was, it was, I did all of my of my prepubescence in that one month, starting with Running With Scissors and just moving right through, I think. What do you think it was about it? I don't know. It's just such a sad story, and it's so real. And, like, it's hilarious if you've ever seen... uh, It's about... Oh, I can't remember his name now. He's got a very exotic name. Uh, Anyway, Augustine? Yeah. Augustus Burroughs? Burroughs, yeah. So he actually had to live with his therapist for a while, and they were not... It was not a good environment. That's a bad arrangement. No. And, uh, you You know... You think a therapist would see that? (laughs) Anyway, it winds up it winds up leaving, you know, like he gets some money from the mom and jumps on a bus way too young and takes off, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was it was a, it was a big one. Yeah. Anyway, okay, when you asked me the question, this is the one, this is the one that that did it. Uh, so it was probably around 2010. I was in school. Um, uh, the documentary "Beautiful Losers." I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's about a bunch of artists. Very cool. Very hip things. Um, Shepard Fairey is sort of part of this group coming out of New York and, you know, basically their whole career. But um, Margaret Kilgallen uh, and her husband, who's I, who escapes me right now, but um, this whole movie, you kind of, like, watch them and grow, and they have a girl, and it's all these awesome things. And then you find out that she died, and uh, it was sort of this really horrible situation where uh, they it was very sudden, and they were traveling, and it was all this stuff. And uh, I think I was watching it at, like, two in the morning oh. and then it flowed it absolutely flowed right out mm. yeah it was so sad it's it was nice to see those walls come down yeah. oh my god my <laughs> walls come down yeah. you're, you're you guys you guys have known me for two months <laughs> it's just been a brick wall yeah. what is he thinking what what's is he behind feeling? that why stop talking about ro- total recall jeremy please <laughs> he, can't, he can't and he won't and we don't want him to um does it do either of you feel like it feels good to cry at a movie every now and then because i'm i am a big believer in the sometimes you gotta just get it out i'm i'm i really associate it with really bad things that have happened you know like if i get hurt physically i don't cry that's not my that's you know when i was younger probably but you know like death in the family things Mm -hmm. like that that's so i'm not i don't look forward to like i i never say to myself i need to cry it out or anything that's not that's not my way there probably is some therapeutic stitch to it, I'm sure. But I usually I don't look forward to it. And it doesn't actually happen that often. But it will catch me by surprise. Oh. And it's always like it's always like a family member like storyline that'll mm. get me. What about like yeah. a state farm commercial? Like those will get you too. Yeah, they will. You guys are joking, but this is the thing. One of the reasons I wanted to do this topic mm-hmm. is that I'm very interested in how other people feel about movies and crying at movies mm. one because, side is that 
I cry at everything. <laughs> I cry, honestly, like, I cry so often. It sounds like a cry for help, but <laughs> I'm just a very emotional person. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I, I deal with my therapist about it. But, like, I cry so often and, and at movies, too, and I feel like in some way it, like, cheapens the experience because it happens so often. It's like, well, how much does it really mean anymore if I cry at literal commercial? But that's just, that's your reaction to it, right? There's yeah. nothing, and there've much like running with scissors there's other movies that have kind of screwed me up for a little while you know where i need to like reevaluate my life and have a mid a semi midlife crisis for two weeks where you know it doesn't like i still go to work and stuff and i don't have enough money to buy a convertible or anything but uh <laughs> not a good investment yeah that's either. probably the worst re like that's the most negative reaction i would have to a film and you know just sort of being in a slum for a while because of whatever movie yeah. That's happening. Um, once I was with friend of the show, Julia McDougall, and there was a... <laughs> Sorry, what's her Instagram? <laughs> I honestly don't remember. Um, but we were watching like the opening trailers to the movie, and it was a Coke commercial, and it was like people doing good things for each other. Oh, yeah. And I like looked to my right to see just steer-stained Julia <laughs> looking back at me. It was great. But Julia's is it, very sweet. Yeah. Is it nice things that... Sorry, is it nice things that make you cry, or is it sad things that make you cry? Both, and also anything. Is it neutral things? <laughs> yeah, like, but, but, like yeah, Like King Kong I cry... makes it to the top of the building, you just start... Yeah. Well, <laughs> an animal, this is the thing, for me, animals are a big one as well. Oh. Mm. Which is, like, kind of messed up sometimes when animals have a more profound... Have you seen John Wick? I have not seen okay. John Wick. Watch the, at least the start of John Wick, yeah. and we'll talk about it. It's him. been on my list for a long time. People keep telling me that they love it. It's good. Um, I'm just curious about how you feel about the, the dog part. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I already don't like it when you <laughs> it to me like that. It's, it's, it's not pleasant. The hardest, the hardest that I ever cried at a movie. Okay. I was flying home from Europe once. Mm -hmm. Once upon a time. <laughs> and we get it. I know. I'm very well traveled. I'm very cultured. Very in tune with my emotions. No big deal. <laughs> um, and I had been awake for like, you know, whatever, almost a day or something and was, you know, just tired from the trip and, and was ready to get home. And for whatever reason, I decided that that was the moment for me to watch Marley and Me, oh. a movie that is explicitly about a man and his dog. Mm -hmm. And there is no way that Isn't Jennifer Aniston end. in there too? Yes, and Jennifer oh, okay. Aniston. Yeah. A family and their dog. Yeah. A cameo <laughs> by you. Jennifer Aniston. Yes. I, I hate to see someone discount Like, it. it is about the life like the, the life of a dog. Yeah. Which can only end one way. But he had, so a, he had a good life. I knew what was, was whole... what, what I was getting into going in. Maybe it's controversial, but I don't like animal movies. <laughs> I think we have to table that and come back to it. Animal movies. Next week, folks. Oh, animal Sean, movies. Sean, is this you revealing you're a sociopath? Well. Speaking of walls. <laughs> so I'm watching this movie, and I'm seated next to possibly the world's largest Scottish man. He was like seven <laughs> feet tall and like very large. I don't know why he was in the middle seat. I don't know who did that to him. Was he also watching Marley? <laughs> I didn't see what he was watching. But when... The fateful end of that movie happened. I lost control. I was <laughs> fully sobbing on this airplane. Like, he did a full double take. Like, looked over at me and then looked again and was just full of concern. Did he embrace you? I really wish he had. Did he no, say he, pre he pretended not to notice, which oh. is... Oh, that's the Scottish way. Oh. But honestly, 
if I saw someone else crying that hard, I don't think I would know exactly how to address it. Yeah, well, you have no idea what's going on. Unless I mean, I think he saw it's... me watching Miami, <laughs> so he probably knew. Oh well, then then I think it's okay. He knew what, he knew what was going down. I just love Owen Wilson so much. <laughs> That's what brings the tears. Wow. I had uh, Sorry. <laughs> when Owen Wilson dies in Marley and Me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, when Jennifer Aniston takes him out back and shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he bit that kid. <laughs> it's the only reason. It's the only way. Um, that's a good spoiler alert for the future. <laughs> also, <laughs> Owen Wilson is shot. Um, I had also like a a severe, embarrassing public um, cry in a movie. Um, I was going to, these, these are all, the theme is that they're all so bad and they're all like oncology related because <laughs> this one also was a cancer movie, mm-hmm. um, called My Sister's Keeper. <laughs> That'll get you though. It really got me. It is like Cameron Diaz and hubby have a kid, the toddler or whatever has cancer mm-hmm. and the doctor's like, it would behoove you to have another child so that you can farm organs out of them or like marrow and stuff. And so they're like, sounds like a good idea. And so then they do have Abigail Breslin and then, uh, down the road, Abigail doesn't want to do this. So she like sues them for emancipation. Mm-hmm. And then Cameron Diaz like fights against her daughter in court mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's a, like a legal drama, and it is so brutal. And there's a really sad prom scene and a really sad beach scene. And I was like, basically, like, I was streaming tears, like, the whole movie in some capacity. But then in those ones, I did a full, like, racked shoulders sobs, and it was so embarrassing. Oh, but it's not embarrassing. It was loud for <laughs> myself. But I feel like that's that's a successful thing for yeah. the movie to do. Right? Especially a if movie it, if, like that. Yeah, if that much happens to you, then, you know, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. The thing is, I don't think that a lot of these tearjerkers are actually good movies at all. This is a question that I have. Oh. So let's, you know what, let's just jump to it Go now. Go Is like, do you think that they are overcompensating in in creating some of these, like, melodramatic elements to really hook you with the feels? If, like... Maybe the writing ain't so good. Like something like My Sister's Keeper, which is based on a book, that's like a particular genre of book that's like moms will read it and cry, mm-hmm. I would say. Like a cancer teen cancer, genre. But, but yeah. like, why is that any less credible than like a comedy movie? Well, that's a good question. You know, that's my question. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's fine. Jeremy's I'm, answering my question with a question again. Yeah. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's totally okay to have a type of movie, or in this case, book or movie, that elicits a specific response mm-hmm. and are you know is it bad if it's working yeah like in comedy if the idea is to make you laugh like you can jam in a really like fart joke mm-hmm. easily and get you, the laugh you can show the the male anatomy yeah and people will laugh yeah and a fart joke are, will get me every time if you're <laughs> doing like an oncology drama you i like if you show someone dying then you get and people cry then you get the response you want yeah But I think there is like there for me, I don't know. It comes down to the to the commercial thing as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like, okay, is your endeavor here to genuinely make people connect with your art or is it like, oh, cancer movies for moms are a real big seller? 
<laughs> I, like, I don't know. I because I think about you. something like John Green's The Fault in Our Stars, for example, mm-hmm. which is like a cancer teen book, mm-hmm. but is also a very specifically written like rejection of some of those tropes. And he specifically wrote it about a friend and fan of his, uh, Esther, or it's kind of like dedicated to her who died of cancer when she was 16. Mm-hmm. And so something like that, that has this like genuinely meaningful basis and that like genuinely endeavors to make its characters whole human beings and not just sort of like farm your tears. Although for me, at least that is a movie that truly could like, Farm your create an ocean out of my tears every single time I watch it. I don't know. Maybe that's and maybe that's like a very subjective mm-hmm. thing as well, and we don't get to determine what makes it worthwhile or whatever. But yeah, like there are t- like you know famous tearjerkers like you know your Terms Titanics yeah. or like is that a tearjerker? Titanic? Oh my yeah. god. Oh my serious? god, have you seen it? It's just one scene at the end, you guys. Excuse me, that couple, there the old like, couple on the bed there is holding like a, hands? I, I'm, that's, medley of that's, I'm that's, sad like, shots. T- Sean, turn my mic down because I'm about to start yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, Titanic is like like you've got you're fighting Billy Zane as the ship fills. Oh my god. You're talking oh third class Irish mom stroking her oh child's hair, <laughs> reading her to sleep as the water that, creeps that, up their skirts. That movie is almost Logan's run. Oh my god! <laughs> as, they, as they try and escape the ship. Yeah, but yeah, it's Logan's true. Run that makes you cry. <laughs> that's the thing; it contains multitudes. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll never let go. I will absolutely give. But you then, that. for me, that's cheapened because they both could have fit on that door. One hundred percent. Oh, this is door be argument. Episode. Oh my god! It I has to be. I like to. I like to hope that spoiler alert is a hundred percent on. On with they both could have fit on the door. It ha- we have to be yeah. Sean. Um. Uh, we can't do an hour, an hour on that because it's uh, okay. It's just an assertive. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. You know? Yeah, I thought you were waffling, and I got pretty I was, worried. I was, I was also scared. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is awkward that we're gonna all have to break up on the radio." You guys just found out that I was a door <laughs> Well, yeah. Sean's off the show, yeah. so <laughs> just the two of us now. Um, no, Titanic. I didn't see that for the first time until I was like eighteen, which is admittedly weird. I know. Um, and I watched it with my high school boyfriend, and that was another of those situations where. I made another person feel measurably uncomfortable with the magnitude of my tears because the credits were rolling and I was just sitting there like, <laughs> like just now. for probably a good three minutes. Um, the town beside mine growing up built a movie theater just to show Titanic. Really? And then Amazing. it went out of business right afterwards. What? It was a very popular film. That's incredible. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. James Cameron. James. How do you do James it, James? How does he do it? Wow. That, that's mind-blowing, Sean. Mm-hmm. While we all just revel in the in the amazingness of that, I'm just <laughs> going to let you know that you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Is that where we are? That's mm. where we are. That's what we're doing. I didn't even see this microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so casual. Um, okay, Jeremy, you kind of already answered this. Okay. Sean, you kind of already answered this, but let's let's go a little let's deeper. Go. Let's let's delve into it. Is there something like is there a particular element in a movie that will always get you? Like dogs, dogs dying for sure. That's one for me. You yeah. said like family relationships. Yeah. A parent will get you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um and as I said before, apparently, a sickness will get me. Mm. Oh, I mean, it might. Well, Ooh. I hope it doesn't actually get me. <laughs> you know, look at my, my 
good salty tears it'll get it mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. i uh i haven't i have not i've not i've i've not cried at a movie in a long time i'm gonna lay that out right now but since i've had the child uh i've been surprised oh, at how stuff. some some stuff pops up and i'm immediately uncomfortable whereas before i had no no issue oh we're gonna find you like a, a dad daughter movie that, that gets you to cry. <laughs> I'll this watch is my it. new project. I'll, find, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll be like, what's go. the movie about? You just have to watch, watch the first da- 20 minutes of John Wick. Yeah, I'll watch the, all of John Wick. That's the happily. bargain. Is there a dad daughter situation, John Wick? No, just a dog. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> a dog. A like, dog. Just and a piano. We have everything. Yeah. But, uh, no, uh, so, yeah, since I've had the child, that's uh, that's definitely, I've, I've been surprised at how uncomfortable. I associate things in in bad movies. It's really sweet to hear you refer yeah. as the child. Yeah. <laughs> it's a privacy issue. Yeah. She's not old enough to consent to have her name on the radio. That's true. Or she might sue you for emancipation. Yeah. Abigail Breslin style. I mean, Good night, the child. I'm it's very, almost bedtime. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Babies go to bed so early. <laughs> the more you know. So yes. The child's a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> now I'm revealing personal details. Whoa. Um, strike that from the record. <laughs> we'll edit this out. Amber, edit that out, please. Amber, <laughs> I, again, can't really narrow it down to a single element because I cry so often. But You're pretty yeah, trigger happy. Moms, like, moms are a thing. I love my mom very much. Mm-hmm. And my dad, too. You I love them your both. your mom was listening. Yeah, true. My dad's probably not listening. <laughs> uh, my mom, oh, she's at yoga, actually, so she'll hear this later. Um, um, a treat. Yeah, but like Ladybird, the fraught mom daughter relationship in Ladybird mm-hmm. yeah. was just too much. The group of female friends that I went with and James, hi James. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think James cried, but he was he felt it still. But like we were those people who like could have used a couple extra minutes before the lights came up because. It just is so, It. I mean, Greta Gerwig's amazing. We've talked about this at length, but she just so perfectly articulated that complex relationship and something like that where you're like, oh, this is saying something to me about myself. Mm-hmm. That just, that'll, that'll get you every time. What's, that was a really intense. What's the difference in that and the other stuff that you were talking about where, you know, you're worried that it's just sort of this commodification mm. move? Is there is there a line there somewhere? Well, I don't know. I guess my question is like, Is there, well, I don't know that I know the answer to, like, where the line Mm -hmm. is, but I wonder if there's a sort of distinction between, like, something that's kind of tritely Mm -hmm. emotional, like, you know, and something that is really, like, an authentic experience, but also, who's the gatekeeper of that, I guess? You. I'm talking myself in circles. Yeah, no, you're the gatekeeper, though. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't know. It's your very own gray area. I know, I love a gray area, Uh and I just never want to... I never want to make any decisions. But what I think <laughs> That's real. your biography is my very own gray area. My very own gray gardens <laughs> actually is my goal. I might have cried at great gardens, to be honest. Um, which? The movie? Or the movie. The doc? Mm. Yeah. The doc. No, the doc. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because there was also uh, Drew Barrymore. Yes. Oh, so. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. It was great. She's actually. great. My mom has to check that out. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Not you? Little Edie. <laughs> My mom loves Grey Gardens. So. Well, because, as she should. Yeah, well, Jessica Lange plays Big Edie, and yeah. Drew Barrymore plays Little Edie. My mom is Googling it right really now. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> because Hi, you Jeremy's mom. only hear that, like, Cali girl voice from Drew Barrymore, but she did great. No, she did amazing. And, like, some of the scenes are an exact, 
like replica of scenes from the documentary. Oh, I could watch her do that march, that patriotic yeah, dance. I, that's exactly what I was forever. thinking. Forever. It was great. I think she did it while the credits rolled. Mm-hmm. It's just the whole thing. <laughs> Have <laughs> it was you awesome. seen Great Gardens, Jeremy? I've seen the doc. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the, the real, the real the thing. Ridge. Yeah. And there's a lot going on there. Yeah. There's, in, the is, mo- in the movie, they get Jackie Kennedy to make a little appearance. Yeah. And she walks in and she's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. which like a, like did happen? Oh, yeah, but not, not in the dock. Visited the house, no. Yeah, unfortunately, that would have been great. That would have <laughs> been a real treat. That's what, time travels. Time travelers will go back to that house. I guarantee. Yeah. When it when it happens, that's but, that's going to be a destination. But the, I find that troubling also because then they like disrupt the ecosystem. They'd have to figure out a way to hide. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I mean, time travel. Amid, amid the piles of dead cats, probably. <laughs> you have to put a dead cat suit on to go. <laughs> yeah, to go <laughs> Just lie visit there. Visit Grey Gardens. Yeah, go watch. <laughs> um. What? Okay, Sean. Did, are, are there movies that make you cry that you haven't told us about yet? Um. Well, there is. Yeah, there's like you've got Steel Magnolias. Uh-huh. You've got Beaches. These beaches. are like classic. These are some classics. Yeah. Classic crying movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could cry, like, yeah. I, sometimes I do, I'll just, like, put on a movie to make me cry, though. Yeah? You if just, I just need to let it out. you just, like, in that mood and you need a, a conduit? Yeah, so cathartic. Just, yeah. Well, that's cool. That's, I usually don't double down on the ones that make me cry. No? No. You get your one and done? I see it, I'm one and done. Yeah. yeah. The and Nobles? Until, <laughs> until I watched Stepmom 15 years uh-huh. later, which I just did. Uh, the idea of you watching Stepmom and crying makes me, like, sad and happy and, like, I think it's sweet. It just makes me feel a lot of things. Did you watch it alone? In the dark. Whoa. Whoa. Well, you know, it got dark around me. Did you have a little blankie? No. No? Nope. <laughs> just uh. plain clothes. <laughs> My imagining of Sean's. Intimate I, film. I also imagined him in a blanket with like a popcorn or something. Yeah, well, I did make a popcorn. You guys can see right through me. Yeah. <laughs> How far? Which couch are you sitting? <laughs> Just I'm uh, sitting by the south couch. Um, well, well I think. Yep. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> After you. I'm trying to Sean, use the, the hand signals. Jeremy and I are I really into doing hand signals, and I feel like Sean's not entirely on board. We need a poster with the hand signals. I don't know the hand signals. <laughs> <laughs> but I want, I want you to buy into it. So, okay, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors, grab some tissues, and then we'll be back with more Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. I'm Sonia. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Sean. And uh, we're going to get right back to your regularly scheduled movie chat in a second here. But first, we're going to have the lovely Sean tell you a little bit about our very exciting Look and Listen Lottery. What's that, Sean? Have you guys ever heard of it? Heard of it? This is an important station fundraiser that gives you guys the opportunity to buy tickets to win a grand prize trip for your choosing to one of four fab destinations. Best one, Charlottetown PEI, <laughs> Adam Green Gables, Red Dirt, Potatoes, Quebec City, Quebec. You know, great. Curds. It's a place. It's fine. Cheese curds. curds. New York City, New York, Motorcycle Jackets, Fall, fall Time, Pizza. San Francisco, California, <laughs> Gay Hills. Rice Aroni. Yes. <laughs> so flight accommodations and $500 spending cash are included with each 
a trip. The second prize is a thousand dollar travel voucher from Carlson Vogenly, Richard Travel. Sorry to have the pronunciations put in here and I still messed one up. Then the third prize is a Regina Folk Festival 2018 experience package, which includes two weekend passes to the Regina Folk Festival in August 2018. And they're releasing the lineup tomorrow, I think. Yeah. So they're going to draw this. Oh, lottery tickets are $20 each, and there's only 1200 available, so get to hurry. it. You gotta hurry. Don't, you can come to the office. You can find anyone that has their little voice on the radio. And the draw date will occur at 9 a.m. on Friday the 4th. Of? This year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> of May. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth of this year. The fourth, you know, the fourth. May the fourth <laughs> be, be with you, and also with you, Sean. And Namaste, you. <laughs> Jeremy. Mm-hmm. What do you got over there? For uh, us? It's game time, folks. We need a theme song for this. We do. We'll just all sing our own song. I think. All right, folks. Jeremy, tell tell the good people listening who maybe haven't listened before. Oh yeah, okay. What the game Here's is. how the game works. So, I spend my entire week finding a movie that these two haven't seen, it and, that co- and that takes <laughs> very long because we don't see any movies. And it has to fit the theme of what we're talking about. I like to do that. Mm-hmm. I tell oh. them the title, and they have to make up what the plot is, and uh, and then at the end, I tell them what the real plot is, and we all win. We're all winners. All of us. Okay. Unless I get closer and I'm actually... Today's wrong. game title is Cry Danger. Definition, please. <laughs> <laughs> Cry Danger. Is there a comma? Nope. No, no comma. punctuation? Nope. Cry Danger. Okay. <clears throat> this is what I think. I believe that it is a single mom. It's like a, a, um, like a thriller Slowly. drama sort of thing. A single mom in her house... She is being, she has a child. She is maybe being stalked by someone in the house. She is fighting for her life to protect her and her baby. And the only things that sometimes give her away are the child's crying. That's kind of like that scary John Krasinski, Emily Blunt movie. Exactly. Oh, maybe, yeah. Hush. Hush. I saw a trailer for it last night. You're talking about an an infant, though. I'm talking about an infant. Yeah. Not not a real child or not, not a large child. Who plays the villain in that? Yeah. Uh, nameless, maybe like um, oh Michael Shannon. Oh, that'd be good. I'd or Molly that. Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch both. Maybe it's both of them together. <laughs> the Shannons. Sonia. Mine is a sci-fi thriller, also. Okay. But also, it's quite emotional and very um, visually stunning. <laughs> uh, I have a very, I have a real. Is there a plot? I thought you were just <laughs> there. It's all. It's very conceptual. Um, it is about a young man who um, is not very in touch with his emotions, and uh, he's growing up and faces all the typical challenges of someone growing up. We all know those. Mm-hmm. And uh, on his thirteenth birthday, he is attacked by bullies. And he's very badly hurt, and so he cries, and he realizes that his tears are made of a very strong chemical compound that is lethal to other human beings. <laughs> oh my god! So it is literally ah. he cries danger. <laughs> he does cry danger. <laughs> oh my god! And so, and then so he has to navigate, you know, the lethal power of his own tears. Wow. It's probably a, is, it's an allegory for masculinity. This is a toxic and, masculinity. Yeah, toxic masculinity. Literally. Actual toxic. 
<laughs> Holy cow. Cry danger. Wow, son, wow. You nailed I didn't one. see that coming at me. Oh, my All God. Right. Thank you. I just made that up on the spot. All right. The Cry, spot's good for you. Cry Danger, mm-hmm. uh, February 3, 1951, uh-huh. U.S. film, starring Dick Powell and Rhonda Fleming. I'll, I'm literally going to read the Wikipedia plot summary because it is perfect and short. Rocky Malloy was sentenced to life in prison for a robbery and murder he didn't commit. His, he's released five years later when a witness named DeLong appears and uh, provides an alibi. I'm not making this up. Rocky then sets out to find who framed him, hoping that by uncovering the actual criminals, he'll be able to free his friend Danny Morgan, also accused of the same crime. <laughs> These crime <laughs> things run around all over. It's a very, uh, it's a very. Look at the poster here. It's very oh, it's a nice film poster. noir. Yeah. Uh, walking around and talking to people and yeah. drinking movie. Yeah. Like a low rent Hitchcock. Yeah, I would. I would prefer to watch both of yours more than. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's very nice. That's sweet. Well, there we go. Cry danger. So everybody wins. Jeremy, I'm glad that your tears aren't truly lethal. <laughs> but I am feeling quite inspired to find a movie that makes you cry. Oh, maybe. About dads and daughters. You gotta get boots to the ground. I don't yeah, know if I'll, I'll cry take suggestions. though. I, I'll 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 be affected, certainly, yeah. but I don't know if I'll Which is okay. The way the way that anyone is expressing their emotion is not ever a wrong way. I would just like to say that. Listeners, if you know of something that can Make Jeremy cry. Break Jeremy. <laughs> Call Break us at one eight eight eight. Make Jeremy cry. We do not have that number. We no. do not <laughs> I don't think that's a valid number. Um. Okay, Jeremy, you told us that you had a little story I that you'd d- like I to share with us on the theme. I do have a story, and it's the thing I thought of immediately when you pitched this idea. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm going to say approximately 14, and I come up from the basement in my mother's house. <laughs> I thought you meant right this is, now. No. This, this, For is listeners, a, this, is, this is in the past. This is a narrative. That was the prologue. Sorry. Um, so I, I come upstairs in my mother's house, and we were living with uh, the people had... A, in the house, we had a suite in the basement, and we were living with people, but it was very sort of a cohab situation, mm-hmm. and the woman, the tenant, was watching a movie with my mom. So I walk into a room that is very dimly lit... It's a hot summer day. It's dark. It's 7.30. And they are losing it. Oh, no. There are so many tears just streaming. Like, they cannot keep it together. They're doing, like, lips are being bit. You know, they're covering their mouth just trying to hold back. It had oh, been like God. this for quite some time. I'm desperate this to know. Starring Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep. <gasps> Bridges, Bridges of Madison, Madison County. Bridges of Madison County is... Yeah. They yeah. could not... They couldn't keep it together. So I start watching this movie. I sit down, right, I don't know, it's maybe 30 minutes left. And this was back when we rented these things called VHS tapes from a place called Blockbuster. I've heard of those. Oh, R.I.P. So, so I was able to rewind uh, and do a, a partial. I don't think I watched the whole thing. I thought it was the most boring movie. And I did not understand. And I think I might have to rewatch it. Yeah. But I just associate so much boredom and other people crying with the bridges of Madison County. Yeah. Can we do a recap of that plot from what you remember? If, from what I recall, it's, uh, is she, has she passed away? Is it she died and her children are at the house cleaning everything up and they find all these letters about this affair that the young Meryl had with the young Silver Fox, Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was just for like a weekend or something. Yeah. And he was a carpenter and he had to go. And uh, yeah. it's powerful stuff. Oh. That like that like he had to go trope. That'll yeah. Get me. Oh yeah. That'll had, get me. He had, he to, had go. to go. The traveling carpenter oh. in in Madison County is 
something we've seen time and time you, again. You can find woodwork <laughs> anywhere. It was an emergency like, woodwork a, situation. You can be a carpenter all over the place. I assume mm. this was post World War II. I don't remember. Well, everything's post World War II, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> More recently, po- set in post World War II. Not everything. Was he a soldier? I'll look it up. Yeah, Aww. I don't remember anything as is has previously been established. So <laughs> Jeremy's recounting of that plot sounds pretty accurate, but I couldn't say I for sure. I think it sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was in 1995, folks. Sean, have you ever watched a movie with your mom and cried hmm. together? I don't think so. My mom's taste in movies. She loves, like action like thrillers oh i love that yeah she's like she loves bruce she loves campbell uh, bruce campbell no not bruce campbell <laughs> friend, i'm friend of the show matt <laughs> what's his name from last episode <laughs> matt ripplinger matt ripplinger oh friend of the show matt ripplinger yeah. um no she loves the, well. she loves the the bald like used to be a athlete but now acts so like a Jean, um, jean-claude van damme she loves that she loves um the one that's like in the adrenaline one. You what? Know, I don't know. I can't Jason think of, Statham? Yes, Jason Statham. This is really funny because I've seen like two action movies in my whole life. They're all, they so all I'm just star all of these guessing and I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. So no. Bruce Willis. It, it's not. <laughs> I had to say that. <laughs> it was Bruce Willis. And I she was worried that someone out there was wondering. Confused. She doesn't lean towards a, a tearjerker. No. No. But like there are action movies that are sad. Well. Taken. Is it sad? I don't... Doesn't uh, he get her back? Yeah, he, he yeah, pulls it off. Yeah, but it's pretty dicey there for a bit. Well, yeah, who knew? But he has a particular set of skills. But then also she just keeps getting taken. Yeah. That's like, isn't she, didn't she get taken again? Yeah. Yeah, at least twice. And the mom gets taken. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he should look inside himself <laughs> and find out what is causing his loved ones to be taken. Well, I think emotional communication is not part of the set of skills. No. And if it had been... You know, he would have been a little more. Certainly not. A long time ago. If it was, I think a few of his phone conversations would have been a bit different. Yeah, like a little more communicative and a little less gruff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quick, uh, quick fact correction here, folks. Uh, We have to backtrack a tiny bit. Uh, In um, the Bridges of Madison County, Mm -hmm. Clint Eastwood played a National Geographic photographer coming to shoot covered bridges. Oh. That's why he was there. And he had to go because there was a leopard emergency. <laughs> he had to photograph some leopards. <laughs> That's what? leopards with a D, folks, not lepers. Wow. Yeah, ne- for, ne- yeah. for now. For now. Well, you don't know what his next assignment will be? No. Where we'll, we'll take him? <laughs> no, I don't. God. Just a roving... So deep. ...photographer. So very deep. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, have you seen Beaches? Uh, I'm aware of what it is. Have and you no. heard the song Wind Beneath My Wings? Yes. <laughs> does that make you cry? No, it does not. Let's just list things and see Maybe if they make Jeremy cry. you have to see <laughs> Cece sing it to an empty... Uh, beach. <laughs> not beach, a huge empty stadium for her sold-out tour, but then getting a call from Barbara Hershey and driving all night in the rain to go see her friend before she goes. Ugh. It's real rough. See, I feel a bit emotional just hearing Sean talk about it. Is that what happens in Beaches? Because maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Beaches is... Um, Does it take place on a beach, first and foremost? Uh, well, like, it's a, not even a secondary character. It's very <laughs> to the, the beach background. beach is a background character. The beach is barely there. It's mostly Barbara Hershey and Bette Midler meet when they're little kids. 
Um, Bet is a brash Broadway baby uh, played by a young Mayim Bialik. <laughs> and Lainey Kazan is her mom. Um, and they meet like an uptight, rich uh, Barbara Hershey. They uh, An unlikely pair. They make friends. Then they drift apart as they will. But then when Barbara breaks up with her husband, she comes to live with Bet in her bohemian poor lifestyle. And they build a little life. And Barbara has a baby, but then she gets sick. Sickness is back. I mean, they have a feud, Some, I think. <laughs> and then Bet comes back after she made it big. And they make up. And then she, Barbara dies. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Does she die at the beach? I, she might have died on a beach. No, but she was like near a beach. Or like she was looking at a beach. They were looking for a beach home or something? She was on a beach home. She, I think she looked out to sea a lot. Wearing the sand, <laughs> wearing a blanket. Um, oh, you know what's a subcategory of film that makes me cry a lot that I just thought of thinking about this? Beach homes? Yes. <laughs> Overpriced waterfront real estate. No. HGTV. Movies about lady poets who kill themselves. That is a super specific category I know. of movie. I'm talking Sylvia Plath. I'm talking Virginia I'm talking Wolf. Virginia Woolf. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if... What is it? The hours? If the, the hours. hours can make me cry mm-hmm. with uh, Nicole Kidman with that fake nose that on. That big schnoz. Excuse me. Nicole was doing good work. No, she, yeah. did, she did some good the work. Nose, the nose worked, I think. Um, and and it also has Meryl movie. and Julianne Moore. Yeah, that yeah. movie is stacked. Oscar bait. Yeah, that is Oscar And <laughs> Tony Collette. In a, oh. Really? She's in it. She's in it for like literally 30 seconds yes. and has the biggest shock. She just like walks into Julianne Moore's like 50s life. And they're like two housewives, and they have a, like a little interaction, like oh, something about like a cake or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then Tony Collette makes out with her and leaves, and it's like oh god, I'm sorry, and leaves, whoa, whoa. and it sends ripples through the next generations. Yes, all the way to Meryl. All the way to Meryl. Yeah. I have no idea what this movie's about. Well, it's about women and their struggles. Okay. As framed by Nicole Kidman playing Virginia Woolf. Um. Slash. Slash wearing a huge nose. <laughs> yeah. Because there's... So Mrs. Dalloway is a... Anyway. You know what? <laughs> this <laughs> this is isn't... <laughs> we don't need to go here. We don't need to go for it. We but, don't need to go here. Yeah. I forgot about that one. For, okay. I'm going to list some movies and you guys tell me... Well, Jeremy, I know what your answer is going to be, but you oh, guys tell me if they made so me cry. Didn't cry. Didn't cry. Forrest Gump. Oh, that was a great... I didn't cry at that. With Jenny? Hey? No. Jenny. Honestly, no, was, Jenny... We was like peas and carrots. <laughs> Jenny was a strange woman, mm-hmm. and Jenny's I kind of a jerk. I didn't even believe yeah, that but... she was sick because she's so liary. I think she was faking it. What? She... Okay. Jenny. I mean... Jenny just left Little Forest and took off. She's like, "This kid's freaky. No. He can. He's the sixth sense kid. <laughs> I'm no. gonna ditch you. Hey, no. I'm. I'm just saying. I don't believe that she was faking cancer, but I'm not. Or what? No. AIDS. HIV, girl. Sorry, sorry, wow. sorry. So we don't, I don't know. I'm not comfortable with AIDS shaming. <laughs> I'm not AIDS shaming. I'm just saying that Jenny was uh, she had always a, a mistrustworthy gal. Yeah, because she had profound uh, childhood abuse. Yes. That's true. She had a complicated life, that Jenny. <laughs> I like you pronouncing yeah, it. Jenny. Also, again, like misfit, a misfit child. That'll get me every time, which is what Forrest was. And then little Jenny was so nice to him, and she was the only one, and then he loved her for his whole life, even though he was not a smart man. No. 
But he, he was did, a very he, lucky I'm not man. A smart he did man, so but many I things. I know what love is. <laughs> like, okay. I, I have, did not I, know that you could do so many Because I've seen it times, and my mom has watched me cry to it. This is your one-woman show we, is well, Sonia plays. <laughs> Sonia has gone. I should have known when I picked movies about, like, movies that make us cry that mm-hmm. I'd be doing a lot of talking. That's a, it's a, you have a vast library. Yeah. What's the weirdest movie that makes you cry? The strangest, like, Ninja Turtles. It's, it's not Ninja Turtles. Imagine Splinter chained up to a wall, <gasps> you know. <laughs> That'll get That'll me, get probably. You. I have to think about this, and now I feel really on the spot. The weirdest one. It's probably something really, like, trivial. But, like, the one where, you know, well, Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah you think I, that's weird. Yeah, I think. I don't I, think I, crying I don't... about someone dying of AIDS is weird. <laughs> I know, but. Uh... Sickness. Oh, but also Lieutenant Dan gets me every time. Really? Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh, he's so rugged. Oh, he's so, but he's so sad about losing his legs. Well, that's major PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Again. That's that's that whole Vietnam issue tied in a bow right there. What's something? Like I can't even. No. Land before time. Well, yeah. that's not weird though. No, uh, yeah. that's a, a parent's death. These are all mm-hmm. standard, standard <laughs> triggers. Standard, standard movie plot points. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about like in, in Batman when yeah. his parents die? Is that every time? Really? Every Batman? Wow! No, okay. <laughs> every time Even I the see George that Clooney back, one, yeah, especially the George Clooney one. Okay, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna think about this long and hard for a whole week, mm-hmm. and then I'll report back next week because I'm certain that there is an answer to this and that it's hilarious. <laughs> but I don't wanna, I don't wanna, you know, lose my opportunity. Sure, that's so, fine. It, to uh, to wrap up our our discussion, uh, thank you. Sean just did I used such a, hand a good hand gesture <laughs> to tell me we have ten minutes left, which was really helpful. Guess what it was, everyone? I, I, <laughs> it was all fingers splayed out. <laughs> no, it was actually really complicated, like baseball. Sort of ASL. Yeah. yeah. Um, every week on the show, we like to do a little segment we call "What You Watching," in which we talk about what. We've been watching. Uh, so, Sean, what you oh, watching? Well, I just recently watched a documentary called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. Um, it is by the producers that um, produce Drag Race. Um, and I've heard a lot about Tammy Faye Baker, but I didn't really know anything about her. She was like a singer, evangelist, uh, entrepreneur, author, talk show host, cosmetic enthusiast. Got she, her eyelashes tattooed on her. She Yeah, her eyelashes were nuts her makeup was nuts she um her and her husband jim baker basically like invented televangelism and people were really drawn to them because she was just a real sweetheart kind of woman and like did voices for puppets and like (laughs) uh and would sing these like soaring gospel tunes but like pouring tears like mascara dripping off of her face it was like it's a very arresting image um and then in 1987 jim was discovered to have cheated on tammy um their company ptl uh which stands for praise the lord um, (laughs) collapsed because he was embezzling like hundreds of thousands of dollars from it she went to rehab because she had a speed addiction she got cancer and then she beat it and then she married a new man, and then he went to jail, so she had all this, like, crazy stuff, but she eventually, like, fought her way back, got 
some spots on like films, did a couple albums, and basically became like a gay icon because of her camp and her insane glam, like trash look, and her acceptance of love of AIDS patients. See, I'm not. I have a soft spot for AIDS patients, Sonia. <laughs> nice for a Just not Channing. Yeah. Anyway, she just like had unreserved love for everyone. And I also just found out that Kristen Chenoweth is developing a Broadway <gasps> musical based on her life, which would be amazing. We are going to watch that together someday, Sean. We definitely are. That's my goal. So that is the last thing I was watching. What, what did you think of it? It was not a very good documentary, oh. but the woman was yeah. very amazing. And I can't look away. No. Cool. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. What was it called? The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh. Wow. And I've seen these t-shirts forever um, that are just like, I ran into Tammy Faye at the mall, and it's just a big smeared makeup face (laughs) on on the chest of of this t-shirt. It's very weird. So funny. (laughs) But I do want one. I'll I'll get you one for Christmas. (laughs) Thank you. Jeremy? Uh, The last movie I watched was a little film, little uh, docudrama. Ooh. Called White House Down, starring Channing Tatum and yes. Jamie Foxx. Um, this movie was ridiculous, and I don't. Have you guys seen this? Mm-mm. I've seen the trailer. Um, yeah. I think I saw you've, Jamie so you've Foxx. Seen the whole thing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to spoil this movie right now, super right. hard. It had the worst action movie ending that I've ever seen. Po- also, possibly the best one. So, just really quick. He goes to the White House for a job interview <laughs> to be at the Secret Service, and he takes his daughter. They got caught up in a tour. Uh, I don't know if they're terrorists. A man turns on the president, and there's an attack, and the White House gets taken over. And then it's basically Die Hard with a little girl for a little while, um, which is okay. Wait, for what's the little while? girl's role? Uh, she's just sort of there. Uh, she takes pictures and puts, well, a video and puts them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then the, t- I, I don't know if they're terrorists. I don't know if insurgents. Uh, bad guys. Uh, the bad guys. Find out, and then, you know, they start piecing together that uh, this John McClane type is father to this little girl, and they can use that against. And uh, he's escorting the president around the White House for all these secret, you know, elevator shafts and stuff to keep him alive. And, uh, you know, they shoot each other a lot. Um, Channing has this really cool new action move that I've never seen before where you run directly at the person shooting you mm-hmm. and try and shoot them with your gun at the closest possible distance. So I'm going to call that Channing from now on. Did it work? Oh, yeah, it worked. It worked 100% he, like, of the time. Like, he just Channing right up to this guy, and so uh, we'll see that in more movies. Cause I think he channed? He got channed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Was he shirtless at all? Uh, a few times. Great. The end, so the movie starts out, Channing Tatum misses his daughter's flag something, mm-hmm. and she saves the day because they're going to bomb the White House because they got the football, which has the nuclear codes that could blow up the world. Sorry, so the they point. have to they have to do an airstrike. But she takes the president's flag and climbs climbs to the top of this hill and starts waving it. And then because she's a flag expert, yes. And then the uh, the dudes in the planes refuse to shoot the little girl with all the missiles because she's, As they should. she's standing there waving. <laughs> hey, they had orders, Mister. Wow. That is anyway. Wow. Um, and so she saved the day. What a wild ride! Yeah. She's uploading YouTube videos yeah. in an intense situation. Do not watch this movie unless you like not so great action movies. If you like to laugh, no, I don't. If you like to laugh at the bad decisions made in action movies, then I got a movie for you. I'm going to tell White my mother about this movie. <laughs> she might be into it. Yeah, yeah, your mom might like it. She might be into it. Yeah. 
Okay, last night, I went to a movie I've been really looking forward to watching, and it just, like, it's like I'm still thinking about it. I'm talking about Annihilation. Oh. oh. Was it good? It was amazing. Really? It yeah. looks so good. It is. I knew basically nothing about it going in. Everyone just kept telling me, like, you're going to love this movie. It's basically sci-fi mm-hmm. uh for ladies, not for ladies, <laughs> <laughs> just starring five women. So it's obviously a movie for ladies. Ladies, the softer side um, of sci-fi. You've got <laughs> Natalie Portman. You've got Oscar Isaac, my future husband. He might already be married, but I don't care. Um, you've got Gina, Gina Rodriguez. Wow, Ooh. Gina Rodriguez. You made it. Of Jane the Virgin fame, also my future wife, um, playing Pony. like a very awesome and cool soldier, like just such a different type than. Uh, what she plays on Jane. Uh, and, like, it's very difficult to describe, but it was just, like, a mind-blowing movie that I'm still thinking about, and I think I still will be for, like, another week, and I have to go see it again. Oh, I would uh, go see it. It's amazing. It's all good. We can go together. I keep want. seeing that image of her, like, looking inside a white alligator's mouth. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's But it's, like, so beautiful. It's, like, oh, the cinematography was amazing. The writing was great. The, the performances are just, mm-hmm. like out of this world it gets so weird in the third act like it's so crazy but yeah everyone should should go see it i don't think it's going to be in town for much longer um i didn't even know it was out yet yeah wow i guess it had like it only was released in theaters in the u.s and canada and has already been put on netflix globally like everywhere else so i can just go home and watch this tonight no no oh it's not here everywhere else wow that is uh, a strange decision yeah it's how was Jennifer Jason Lee? Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Not, yeah. I'm not a huge fan, guys. No, <laughs> and, and apparently her performance is contentious, and yeah. I would say it's like complicated. But really? I really liked. It. I she, really liked. It. Did she pull it off? I would say she pulled it off. She's like the kind of cold, hard-nosed psychologist who's leading this expedition, basically. A psychologist leads it. Yeah, it's complicated, but okay. Yeah. She, yeah, she's she was fascinating. Like I, I always just was like trying to figure her out but i i came out of that movie feeling like i was on drugs like it did you cry did you do drugs no i no, didn't cry no tears this is the thing Were i was there thinking moments about where this. It, it it could have happened maybe but also it was sort of just so shocking and just like your my attention was so engaged in mm-hmm. like the trying to figure stuff out and sort of just like all this different stuff so yeah I uh, I did not cry, which is surprising, but I loved it and would ha- heartily endorse it. Wow. I like that you both had movies you don't think other people should watch. We're <laughs> so. doing a public service. I also we started are. watching Mordecai because I couldn't reach the remote to turn Netflix <laughs> off, and it is. I think I have to finish it, but I I don't I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's, I would uh, suggest it. I um, think we should watch. My it. mother just texted me. Also, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Uh, I do love them. And with that, we should probably say do to you all. That is all we have time for this week. Uh, We would like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. Uh, Many thanks to my two amazing co-hosts, all the fabulous folks at CJTR, and uh, all of you for listening. The show is broadcast live on Wednesdays at 6, which you know if you're listening right now, but if you're listening later in time... You don't know that necessarily. Uh, rebroadcast Fridays, Friday mornings at 9 and is available uh, as a podcast on CJTR's website. We are on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. We'll see you at the movies.
拜。